Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy B. Freeman. Why are you laughing already? Because I'm just thinking it's taken us. We started this podcast half an hour ago, Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) Not officially, not officially. I just kept clicking refresh, refresh. (laughs) Hello, hello. I I kept getting, anytime you're ready, anytime. You so, know, I'm here. Just ping this- me. Hello? Hello? No, it, got, it got to like friendly, no probs, anytime, kiss, 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 to get got more and more passive aggressive each text, isn't it? Still here. You're, you're still, still here. there. <laughs> and still prob- on? Is there a problem? Is there a problem? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just going to clean the kitchen now, so you just let me know when you're ready. No, it's I'll pop- fit in with you, <laughs> shall I? Yes. I did a load of uh, invoices that oh, I good. would well never done. have done this weekend otherwise. Mm. So thanks, Lucy, for my That's a pleasure. free bit of time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but we just have to speak quicker now, that's yes. all. So before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This week in Ambridge was sponsored by the words promo stand. The spaghetti has resigned due to overexposure, but thankfully promo stand was ready to take over and hog the limelight. And the theme this week was people behaving much more patiently than I would, which made me feel guilty for the whole seven days. Imagine all our surprises that the fireworks turned out to be the usual noisy buggers and not the mute ones as requested by Mia and Alice. Oddly, we didn't hear Mia and Alice's reaction to this, which was very disappointing, particularly as Mia had nearly killed a woman with the vehemence of her opposition to the noisy ones. Presumably, they just shrugged silently and went about their business, heating up the horse's water in the microwave and cutting the sharp bits off their hay. Oddly, Eddie seems to have got off scot-free in the matter of the noisy fireworks. He got a bit annoyed before as Krusty was following him around, making him poke hedgehogs with a stick. But when his grand subterfuge was revealed, Kenton just spluttered a bit about you owe me, Eddie, which Eddie rightly ignored, and then swaggered off into the sunset. Everyone else just said how good it had been, which started (laughs) to make me think I dreamed the entire outcry. Joy babysat, so Helen was able to go out, which makes twice in a fortnight, so someone's going to be a little bit overtired later on this week. <laughs> Admittedly, it was just an organised nap with Krusty, but she seemed very happy until she got home and discovered that Jack had taken that opportunity to talk for the first time and say how much he'd like to meet his dear papa. Henry stirred the pot vigorously, as elder siblings always do, but luckily Joy was on hand to offer sage advice, which Helen listened to with the rapt attention of a student at the feet of Plato. This sage advice consisted of pearls of wisdom like, you are where you are, and it just sounds like a lord of words. Helen said, why can't I just talk to Henry right now? And I thought, well, why can't you? He's only upstairs. Maybe going out too much had made her legs not work. 
Incidentally, Krusty then popped round to see Helen, who served her coffee and cheese. She's not oh, right, Helen, is she? Ed and Eddie, with a breathtaking lack of gratitude, had a pop at Oliver for wanting to rescue his business rather than letting the Grundys trundle on paying a peppercorn rent for prime grazing with a 65-bedroom house thrown in. Only Emma saw sense and responded in a measured way, which means she must be on different medication, as that is very un-Emma-like. A year ago, Emma would have attempted to burn gay grables to the ground while holding Oliver hostage with a stressed harassment, trying to talk her down through the wrong end of a megaphone. Anyway, if I was Oliver, I'd have said to the whole lot of them right that's it bugger off sort yourselves out but he restrained himself too as george put it in awed tones not eating no dinner <laughs> talking of george he gave us a sales talk which was nearly as bad as when pip became conversational about social media marketing and wanged on <laughs> about it for what felt like an entire episode <laughs> emma and tracy looked on proudly as if george was a performing sea lion clapping for a mackerel but what it all seemed to come down to was put the promo stands on the table they did, and they got three sales. My God, he's like Richard Branson. Braz Jazza, sadly, was not very much like Richard Branson, unless Richard Branson has a huge toddler tantrum when his laptop won't work. Tracy and Hannah were unbelievably nice about Jazza's ridiculous behaviour and told him that it didn't matter in the slightest that a grown man couldn't hang a slight setback without throwing everything everywhere. <laughs> Again, we heard third hand that Hannah was indeed moving into Rickyard, which Pip will no doubt handle in her usual mature and calm fashion and let Hannah's tyres down and feed all the pig's pepper army. Alan, in a breathtakingly brave retaliatory move, has decided to make sure the entire village thinks that Peggy is the Grinch that stole Christmas <laughs> and will tell everyone that since she's decided to pull her donations, he can no longer afford to do Christmas as Jesus is incredibly expensive and the little donkey's got an agent. Now, my Christmas wish is that Jesus will turn up to save Christmas with a massive tree and that he will run over Rob, who will be hopping about on the pavement trying to flag him down for a cure. And once he's arrived at St. Stephen's, he says, Lo, everyone is allowed to see this tree unless they are a power-mad old bat who uses money as a weapon, in which case they can stick it. I'd give my eye teeth for that. But as Joy would say, we are where we are. The end. Oh, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> there are no words. <laughs> there was some crazy stuff. What, this week? And some measured stuff. Yes. Well, not a lot of measured, I didn't think. There's not a lot of measurement going on. Well, I don't know. Like, I found Kirsty... No, Joy. Oh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because Helen, I... I can see why she's made this about turn on... Because, you know, all the time Lee was going, let Jack see Rob, let Jack see Rob. And she was like, no, I hate you. (laughs) And now, suddenly Lee's not there. Mm. She's sort of like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just... it's because she hasn't got the second parent to do that parenting. But she now never she's has got the, to but do the it. second parent because she's such a control freak. She won't let anybody be the second parent. She... No, but at least Lee would sort of go and distract the boys. Or I guess if Lee was there and Jack was going, I want to sit. Lee would go, Hey, let's go and play superheroes. Yeah. Or... And actually, now that she's got to do some parenting, she can't be bothered. <laughs> and. And and I thought Joy was a bit of a snitch. I was a bit disappointed yeah. in Joy because I love Joy. But then she was like, well, I didn't want to tell you, Helen, but they had a massive row and it's all Henry's fault. <laughs> and I thought if I was babysitting and the kids had had a Barney, yeah. I just wouldn't, no. I just wouldn't yeah. tell them. It's not fair no. on the kids no. or the mum who's been out trying to have a nice time. Yeah. 
and then so, and then and then you know and then um poor old and then henry says what's it got to do with you anyway and then gets walloped for that as well and has to go back and record I, and everything i mean henry's life is yeah. so yeah. shit yeah i think he should leave mm. that house just move but out yeah just move he is so, he is so he's expected to behave like an adult but he's not talk to like an adult Mm -hmm. you know he's he's expected to be good all the time and every time he sort of tries to release all that tension Mm. that's inside him he gets slapped down for it yeah i just think his life is so shit Mm. and i feel so sorry for him because helen is such a bitch when she's off i know she's but it's like there's a time and a place for being the strict parent and making sure when she was like Henry, you don't speak to Joy like that. Go in and apologise immediately. And actually, well, Joy was on that snitched on him. And I just sort of thought, I think Joy should be apologising. Yeah, well, he did, Henry, Henry just had a little outburst, didn't he? Exactly, he no, just yeah. had an outburst. And for a 12, 13-year-old, yeah. he's so good and mild-mannered yeah. and sweet. Yeah. And so desperately good yeah. for his mum. And I don't think she appreciates it enough. Makes me no. sad. I realised this week, I have. I can say this because I'm 99% certain she doesn't listen to the Archers and she wouldn't listen to this, but oh. there was a parent when I, when my children were at... Oh, um, spill. <laughs> it's tea she time. Does, she does listen. Tea time, she's, she's texting me already. Yeah, I know she does. She, go ahead. Um, and she is Helen. Only oh. she's got no reason to be Helen. She's just oh. Helen because she likes it, weirdly. Right. She... Uh, would when she went away on a weekend break, she took all the credit cards with her, so her husband had no money. What? So she could keep track of what he was. She didn't want him to spend any money when she wasn't there. Oh my god! So she took all the money. So we we went out with them, our children, because they were friends. Our children were friends. Yeah. So we went out with the dad, and he had to say, "I'm really sorry. Can you get lunch?" Because. What? That is so weird. So she she had all the control. Yeah. And weird. when she went away for the first time for like longer than... No, I think that was... the No, that was right. When it was the first weekend trip away, proper big weekend for her away, she would test him on Calpol dosage. What? And say, how many mil do you give a oh, child of no. his age? How oh, many mil do you give thing. a child of his age? Oh, that's so lame, isn't it? So she didn't she didn't give him any trust or no. respect. And any every decision was made by her about the about the children. Yeah. Every yeah. everyone. Yeah. That is uh, sad. And so she's undermining him the whole way. And he was like a he was like another one of her sons. Yeah. To the extent that her children started calling him his first name. No. Because they couldn't relate to him as a dad because they knew she was mum. Everyone knew she was mum. Oh, that's really. But sad, he and I see. thought, my God, that's that's Helen. Yeah, that is Helen. But I, I, she's just such a funny fish, isn't she? Because I do, I genuinely really like Helen, but I just, I just, it really frustrates me now that she's not trying to get help for the. Yeah. You know, come on, you could. There are so many people who could help you make this decision. Yeah. Well, you know, because you've got. It's great. I was so glad that they brought Kirsty because Kirsty. I'm always really and then she went and said to, she said to a woman who'd had a traumatic oh miscarriage. My God, you haven't even got children. I, I can't I mean, believe Kirsty even stayed in the room. I know. I know. I it, yeah. I would 
it's so, not only is that so insensitive, but it's also so patronising and pathetic and pointless. And it's to so say irrelevant. That. It's not. It's not know, exactly. your ability to 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 work with a child or to understand or empathise a child isn't dependent on whether or not you've had one. Exactly. It's about empathy yeah. and looking at something from. But but I, because you know, I, I I really I really appreciated the fact that Kirsty hadn't hadn't wavered from her she is she is she is she's such a reassuring common sense sort of person yeah isn't it? and but the fact that the stakes were so high for Kirsty was really interesting I thought mm. because again it reminds you that she she was so involved in the whole um, yeah yeah the, the whole you know seeing yeah. the relationship for what it was yeah. and seeing Rob for what he was and it's almost like oh yeah it's almost and she didn't she she yeah when she said it was really chilling wasn't it when she said um helen you're behaving like you did before mm. the, and it was i was like really shocked by that because mm. it does feel like helen's come come a long way in, yeah. in terms of a lot of stuff and then when she said that i thought oh my god so is this is this rob's power back or is it helen mm. just sort of reevaluating mm. i don't know priorities i don't know it's quite interesting wasn't it i thought i mean it <laughs> And of course, it, it, for the story and the yeah. drama to continue, um, Jack has to go and see Rob, doesn't he? And yes, that and it will and, happen. And and but, but, you know, the whole suspension of dis- disbelief starts years back. In that, he would the, the family they would be in therapy. They would be yes. in some sort of ther- of, of of treatment. Cams there might would be, be involved yeah. In- there'd be mediation. There'd be they'd be aware of this this request and you know and, somebody and also, would be there they wouldn't be it wouldn't be just up to the up no. to the mother who's nuts anyway and you'd probably have a chaperone visit mm, wouldn't you which yeah. is so that there's yeah. no way rob could say no. anything poisonous with a chaperone in the room no. well he could of course but yeah. you know she could so of course there's lots of or i just thought why not just get um I don't know um who's around at the moment uh Josh or something like that to put a beard on and some glasses and just pretend <laughs> to be Rob. Jack's not going to know any better, is he? You just go and visit like going to visit Father Christmas. Go to insert person yeah. of the same age. Yeah. Sit Jack on his knee, ask Jack what he wants for Christmas. Kissy, I love you. Yeah. Be a good boy. Bye. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what that's what she needs to do. Mm. No brainer, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Mary, we've obviously had quite a few people commenting on this this week because it's been yeah. a big, you know, bone of contention. But this is uh, from Mary Schwitter, who said, "It's an open letter to Helen. Dear Helen, you've had a bad time with Rob. I get it, but for the love of all that's holy, have some sense when it comes to this business of Jack wanting to see his father. You putting the decision on Jack is the height of folly. He Ooh, wants yeah. to see his dad because Henry did." Not a mature, a mature statement, but par for the course for a child of his age. Yeah. Are you afraid that he'll hold it against you when he grows up? Yes, that's it. She's so determined to be p- perfect. Yeah, poor Helen, Helen, yes, he might. But parents have to make the hard decisions when they know that ultimately they're doing the right thing for their child. You're not keeping him away from Rob out of spite. You know what an antisocial personality disorder and narcissist he is. Why would you want to expose Jack to that? You're not Jack's friend. He'll have many friends in his life. He doesn't need you to be a friend. You're his mother, the only one he'll ever have. And if he hates you for a while, it will only require one Google search in his teens for him to understand why you made this decision. Buck up. Have the courage to defend and protect your children, even if they get mad at you. Jack will thank you someday or maybe not, because he is Rob's son after all. 
know. It is a difficult one, though, because I can... If I if I was in Helen's position, I mean, I think I, it's like, you know, when my kids ask if they can go on the iPad again, and I go, mm. no, definitely, no, no. Okay, all right, fine, yeah, fine, okay. Just do it. But it's five, just, min- five minutes, uh, though, ultimately. and then you get cross with them later about something yeah. else because you feel yeah. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> right, and there's going to be no iPad for the yeah. rest of the week. And okay? no pudding. Right, no pudding. That's it. And no, no sweets ever again, okay, ever. Okay, fine. Okay, That's one, because I am cross because I've just given in and I didn't actually want to, but I got myself stuck. Yes. But it's like the power of a child nagging you is mm. sometimes life's too short. And I know this yeah. is a very battle. Difficult. Yeah, this is a big battle, obviously, that needs some thought. But I don't know how harmful it would be if it was a chaperoned visit and it was 10 minutes and Mm. I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, I guess it could be opening up all sorts of uh, can of worms. But I think, well, also for the drama, it's got to be done. Yeah. I think it's going to be done and then Rob will just die immediately afterwards and it'll be, (laughs) and then it's Christmas and everyone's happy. Yay! Apart from Helen. Who no, will find she, something else to be upset No, about. she'll be snogging Oliver under the mistletoe. Uh, oh, maybe Oliver will chaperone. Oh, I hope his teeth don't come out. Really... Imagine that. <laughs> oh, Helen. Now that the uh, Grundies aren't living in this, oh, you can move into the caravan with me. <laughs> couldn't they? Couldn't they? Sweet. Um, what do you think about the Grundies? Oh, God, they're so ungrateful. I mean, I understand, and I know that's patronising. Yes. And, you know, like he said, Eddie said to, um, it is all about inherited, it, it's about inherited wealth, isn't it? And it, it's about life yes. choices and what I you, could t- what you I end could... up with. I could relate, but at the same yeah. time, Oliver is not the person to be having a pop-up no, about this. No, that's what I was thinking, actually, because I, it's a bit like, you know, have you seen the play Jerusalem? Mm. It's brilliant, and he's he's the the councillor trying to evict him from a mm. caravan, but it's all about you know ancient rights mm. and you know public land and all that, and and so you can see you can totally see it from the Grundy's point of view. But Oliver is their friend, mm. so to be so nasty about it when actually he's saying, "I am trying to keep a home for us all mm. here," and but you know, and actually in the long run, Oliver doing well out of. Out of the hotel is going to work for all of them. Isn't yeah, it? I mean he's yeah. he protects the Grundies, and it's it's really sad that that Eddie and Ed were so spiteful about it. I think. and it's it's also get some bloody rent your bloody land for your Texans yeah. if they're doing so well. Yeah, I mean if you're making a good business out of it, then you should be renting land for them, shouldn't ah, you? Auntie Jean has messaged about that. Oh yeah, right. Brace yourself is very technical. Oh okay. Eddie said. Sale of 10 acres was a fifth of the farm, which makes the farm 50 acres. So after sale, Ed had 40 acres left. According to the National Sheep Organization, you can keep between six and 10 sheep on an acre. That means Ed could still keep between 240 and 400 sheep. Ed has 92 sheep, 40 ewes and 52 lambs. It's not hard, is it? To research (laughs) this, it's almost like they need, ooh, I don't know, an agricultural story editor. Silly (laughs) storyline. Ed and Eddie have nothing to complain about. They keep the farmhouse and the caravan. Ten acres is neither here nor there. And don't get me started on quiet fireworks. You can get them. You can get near silent ones. Research. C. Looking forward to Rob popping his clogs by the middle of November. <laughs> oh, that's very interesting, isn't it then? Mm. So I didn't even think about that. Why yeah. has nobody said, you'll be fine. You've got loads, you got loads yeah. of land. God, so they've got, they're keeping loads of land. Yeah. Yeah. What's the rest of it used for? That's a lot. That's a lot of space. And also, 
keeping a barn that's just full of shit I that know, nobody wants on. and the bowels are full of stinky water. Oh, come on. That's, even not, by that's the... not even good farm management. No, even by the end of the week, Eddie basically admitted it was just storing yeah. a load of shit and yeah. could just and and it. you know if it, it's like a goldfish expands to to the amount of the, the, yeah. the size of its bowl if yeah. you give somebody like eddie four barns he'll yeah. fill four barns and decide that he needs five barns that's you know just... i know poor <sighs> oliver i i poor oliver he just sounded so dejected didn't he and fed mm. up and you're right it's it, it was so it was so um gallant of him not to just say get off my land yeah yeah. You ungrateful. Because he has got no, there is, he's not getting, apart from company, which I'm sure he's now really enjoying, there is <laughs> nothing in that arrangement no. for Oliver. He's no. doing it because he's a nice man. Yeah, and he genuinely likes the Grundies. Liked. Liked the, Grund- the Grundies. <laughs> it's a shame we didn't hear from Clary because she would, yeah. have, I think she would have also talked some sense into Eddie. Well, d- didn't, because George mentioned her, didn't she? Didn't he? And he More said, she "Oh, she just any turkeys. she she just um uh she didn't say much at dinner until Oliver oh, left, yeah. and then she was chatty." I know we I know we we always say this, Lucy, and I hate to bring it up again, but it is sad not to hear more characters in the week, and it is. There is a lot of passing information around at the moment, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Which is fine. And maybe there always was, and we but we're only noticing it now that it's well, they of... even mentioned it, didn't they? They made it a thing. Because when, oh, who was it talking? Somebody said, was it Stella and Pip? No, oh, I can't about remember. About what? Oh, it was about Helen and Custard. Custard. Helen and Krusty <laughs> were saying, I quite like <laughs> Helen and Custard. Um, were, were saying, oh, well, no, I heard that through so-and-so who told somebody who <laughs> told so-and-so. And I thought, yes, this is this is where we are now. Yes. Everything is coming through other I th- people. I think I noticed that as well. There was a sort of reference to yeah. this information has been passed yeah. on to me because I wasn't yeah. there in person. Through seven people. Yeah. <laughs> the cheap ones. Um, uh, um, where's the... Oh, that's right. David Wright, this is. Mm-hmm. This is Grundy versus Sterling. Planning oh, permission. Yeah. What planning permission? If the land has planning permission, it must be permission for something specific. Who applied? For what? It won't be permission for housing. And if someone applied to convert the clapped out or barn into some kind of holiday letter office, a notice will have already been served to the occupants and Eddie would have known at the time. And that wouldn't need 10 acres. The agricultural land would be worth very little compared to a barn that has permission for conversion. So why sell it? I wish the scriptwriters would do their research into the planning process. Shops, offices, car park, planning permission must have been granted for something specific with drawings for a design. End of architect's rant. And says, also, wouldn't Oliver you, be allowed to um, have a condition of sale, i.e. it yeah. can't be used for housing? Yeah. yeah. It's just it's bollocks. All it's, it's, it's all a, a bit... It's a, it's a, bit a silly, knee-jerk storyline to try and inject some drama. I know, but maybe... Don't, it, we don't need it. Yeah, but but then it's it's also... I, I do, but actually I quite like the... Because every so often we do get... The storyline always comes back to the Grundy's sort of... Um, owning the land because because they've been tenants of the land mm. for, for out, throughout history. Mm. So I'd, I actually quite like it when it... I do quite like thinking about that debate. Like, because in villages especially, it must yeah. be such a contentious issue all the time. Yeah. And then obviously you get... Nowadays, of course, it's so hard to make money from farming. So yeah. so much land gets sold off to developers, doesn't it? So yeah. I, I don't mind that it comes back to that 
every so often just to remind us that yeah. um you know it's not it's not, it's not all black and white in in it, it, no it's not straightforward but the 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 Grundys aren't even very good stewards of the land they don't no. you know they just milk it they don't they don't <laughs> give much back really cider <laughs> yeah which they sell they make yeah. cider yeah um turkeys where are the turkeys like? are they on the are they on that land they yeah. must be yeah, they're in one of the barns, aren't they? With the outside yeah. bit. Oh, I wouldn't want to be plucking turkeys. It makes me feel sick. There's something disgusting about seeing, you know, if you buy a sort of really posh organic turkey rather than mm. a nice bald one in a supermarket, mm. you sometimes <laughs> see like a little bit of feather on it or like. Feather stumps. Yeah, this yeah. exact. It makes me feel so sick. It's like an ingrown hair or something. <laughs> Can't bear that. Well, you burn look. them off sometimes. Oh, and the um, turkey yeah the turkey's oh, dead obviously but the smell of burning feathers is absolutely oh awful oh god how disgusting because it shrivels up all the things oh. the whole yes oh the whole Poor process turkeys. is slightly icky i don't even really like turkey i don't think anyone does really nah so boring nah. i'd rather have like a well anyway no i because i don't want to offend any vegetarians but i was going to say a big fatty juicy bird or a fatty juicy bit of meat mm. turkey's a bit dry in it <laughs> <laughs> very very linda there okay. um uh, da, 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 da. anything Sorry. else lucy on your note cards on my note cards <laughs> no. what, that you are now shuffling sure. <laughs> i'm just shuffling through my copious notes um oh i've written down horses horses well yes. we didn't we didn't hear if they were okay no. or not no presumably they all kicked each other to death in their stables <laughs> yes, or something God knows. will that be sunday's episode when there's a terrible funeral for all these poor horses that didn't make it through fireworks night but the weird i know and i know we you know we i'm ranting about it again <laughs> but you if you're going to do this this restricted character thing you've got to be consistent you've got to follow a storyline through you can't just build yeah. it up and then go, ah, now we've run out of characters. So I now mean, we're the next one. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Because where does that story of the committee and the, like, are there going to be repercussions? Well, clearly there aren't, of course, they're not going to be repercussions. But it's a bit weird because after all that effort, actually, they, they, yeah, what, yeah, very, it's, yeah, it's murky, isn't it? But maybe it's fine because it was just a bonfire night storyline, so... Yeah. Anyway, I was glad that you could hear them because otherwise I would have been shit to listen to, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would have just been people going, ooh, ah, at silence. Ooh. Maybe you'd just hear like a, of a sort of like burning Catherine wheel. I don't even, I can't even imagine what that's like. Because no, you, do, you, do you do get those, I actually really like those ones that make a tiny pop. You get, you can get yeah. very, you know, those sort of low down, unspectacular fireworks. Yeah, and they just sort of go. But they're not, they're not a big deal, and I don't think they go very high in the sky. Hmm. So, it's not I just great think for it's a, a sensory experience, really, and and it's you've sort of lost a bit of it if you've lost the bang. But then at the same time, I I I know you know some people's you know animals, pets, and things go absolutely bananas and are really traumatised by them. Not so. if you've got Mia's instructions when you're doing the bonfire. <laughs> that was really funny. I was, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Eddie. 
It's not my fault Mia's written these instructions. Mia wasn't there. Where was she? <laughs> Why wasn't she helping do the bonfire? Oh, God. She was like, ah, losers, I won't be there. <laughs> um... Uh, what's Alan going to do for his Christmas fundraiser, Lucia? Oh, God. Every time they were coming up with those ideas, I was going, no, no, no. When they said Lark Rise, I thought, no, not again. Even please, Alan was, no. to be fair. No, no, I can't bear it. No, not again. No. And no. also, they, he wouldn't need to pay a choir that would come from the next town over to come and. I don't think if know. it was for charity or no. ch- church fundraising. No. You don't need a professional choir. No. Just get, yeah, you get the local people. But then on the other hand, um, I would just try and, I think as well though, the trouble is with this sort of stopping funding for the church, doesn't a lot of church fundraising, I assume, not just go to the bell tower and the roof, but also goes to all the charities they support. It goes to the community, yeah, community. Yeah, so it's very mean of Peggy to stop that because it's not, you know, she's not giving, it's not a direct debit to Alan's, well, it might be, knowing Alan, his personal fund, because Usha can probably put some hoops through that. But I I think it's a bit mean considering the church, it, giving money to a church doesn't mean it just goes on the pews, does it? Well, Julie Bacon, Rev Julie Bacon, yes. has chipped in here. Good. And said... I could just about have accepted that Peggy might have felt so strongly about Alan's response to Rob that she decided to withdraw her regular giving to the church. What really got my goat was her deciding to make a song and dance about it with the explicit intention of influencing others to do the same. She's entitled to loathe Rob, but taking it out on Alan without apparently any attempt to speak to him directly about what he actually did, rather than what she assumed he did, is mean-spirited, cowardly and a distasteful power play. Vickers are not perfect people and can't please everyone all the time. But I would have hoped that someone who'd been attending church for as many years as Peggy would have done Alan the courtesy of speaking to him about her upset. What she's done is just nasty and vindictive. I hope that Alan will go and talk to her personally and that maybe she might at least row back on the performative element of her decision. We'll see. I think that's totally right. He hasn't even gone to speak to her. No. Very good, dear. (laughs) Oh, Alan. Oh, lovely to see you. Oh, no, oh, I've just remembered I hate you. Go away. <laughs> Bang. Um, yes, that's true. They need to have a meeting, a crisis meeting. Yeah. Yes. And, and it, you know, he he's a bit wet of Alan to be running around the village hiding from everybody. Thank God for Usha. I it's know. What I think all the time, every time I hear Usha, I just mm. think, thank God you're in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. we'd all punch Alan. Yeah. And I don't want to punch Alan. I really no. like Alan. No. But when he was moping around going, well, the Christmas tree. Mm. But that was funny, wasn't it, in a way? Like, <laughs> can't cancel Christmas, Alan. I just love the way that Usha takes no shit. Yeah. Yes. And it's not about, well, I can see why you might like to do that. She yes. just says, no, don't be yes. an idiot. You're having, a, you're having a fit. Of course you can't do that. There's no way Tracy wouldn't have been utterly disappointed when mm. she'd already said, like, we'll have, we're going to have an amazing Christmas this year because mm. you've got this promotion. I think she probably would have genuinely been a bit upset. The Jazza thing? Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. I mean, well, I, think, I think you sort of... It's fair, isn't it, I suppose? He really doesn't want to be in an office... But he hasn't really given it a go yet. No, and, and he's just had a tantrum. He yes. literally had, I can't yes. do this, so I'm going to <laughs> shout and throw it. Hannah yeah, was yeah, so yeah. nice about it, wasn't yeah. she? 
don't worry, Jazza. I did exactly the same. Well, actually, no, I didn't behave quite like a baby like you did. But <laughs> it was. It is a little bit difficult to get your head around it. And I also, find that difficult. If I can't, I cannot do like all that sort of Excel stuff, yeah. whatever they were doing. But I guess like after a few days, you get better at it. Yeah. And it, if Hannah had behaved like that, everyone would have said, blimey. She's got PMT or something. What's wrong with yeah. her? Yeah. You know, but oh yeah. no, it's Jazza, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy for him. I think probably, you know, he does, he does love being outdoors and with the pig. So yeah. fair enough. But I just think Tracy probably would have been a bit more gutted, especially when they had that yeah. those terrible money worries last year. Yes. To yeah, suddenly go, oh, she's it's si- fine. Yeah. You silly Goose. I think she would have been, she's probably already spent half that money on yeah. Christmas now. She's seen like the it. prospect of change and then all of a sudden it's disappeared again. Yes, that's, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Um, Terry White commented on um, Peggy and said, if Peggy thinks she's going to engineer Alan's downfall, she may be in for a surprise. Her grand darmery may come back to bite her in the bum. Joe Grundy wasn't the only one who had little time for the Archer family. Good grief, some members of the Archer family don't have much time for the Archer family. And you have to think that the silence incomers who make up the majority of the congregation are not going to take sides in an argument they barely understand, especially if it means siding with a vindictive Harridan like Peggy. Maybe the shock of being defied will finish her off. I don't feel like she's been defied, though. I feel like everyone's kind of... Like, even Joy, somebody's got to have a spine here. Even Joy's like, oh, no, well, I didn't feel I could come for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And you think, oh, that's... Peggy's so powerful. Yeah. And and Lillian as well. Lillian's... Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. No. Lillian is not... uh, But Lillian's already anti-Alan because he was anti-the window. Oh, yeah, of course. So this is all just kind of grist to their mill, isn't it, really? Yeah. God, poor Alan. I know. God. <laughs> Just try and get Martin Gibson to pay up. <coughs> to have a little word about, you know, using some land in the church graveyard. Wink, wink. For a little um, <laughs> donation to the roof. There's about an acre at oh. the back. Oh, uh, Basil Clement uh, is going to make us feel guilty now about being horrid to Helen. I, I, did, I, I, did, I did say, even though I'm horrid about Helen, I do genuinely love Helen I'm horrible about Helen because I really dislike Helen oh you bitch mm-hmm. um, he says having multitudinous greetings dear hearts having taken a look at the tantalising hints the BBC has offered regarding next week's events I notice that the characters include Helen and the brothers Titchy Knob <gasps> this gives me a sinking feeling as I rather suspect that Helen will give in to Jack's demands he yeah. poor boy will doubtless be traumatised by seeing his father in a state of quite considerable mental decay the plus side to this might be that we are nearing the end of this plot line. Yeah. If so, I really hope that the writers will leave Helen alone for a while, or at least turn her into a boring character for whom life simply plods along. I know that she's often deeply irritating, often, and can be the architect of her own difficulties, but still she does seem to have been picked on, if not by fate, then by the creators of the programme. When she was 18, her elder brother died, which affected her far more than she realised. Then she was involved with the gamekeeper. Greg Turner, who gave her a far from easy time. Weeks after she left him, he killed himself, causing her to feel overwhelmed guilt, overwhelming guilt as well as depression, leading to anorexia. Then there was a period of self-destructive hedonism culminating in her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Driving well over the limit and knocking Mike Tucker down. After she'd pulled herself together, there came her unfortunate liaison with Leon, the priapic Australian. And then, of course, there was Rob. Given all of the above, enough is enough. Of course, in order to provide a degree of realism, the writers must give us more stories of pain and misery, but could they not inflict them on other characters? The trouble is, if you're an incredible actress like Louisa Patikas, yeah. you're going to get picked on because you're <laughs> bloody good at what you do. Yes. And so she should be. Yeah. I actually, I do really like Helen, even though she's, I think I think it's because I get her. <laughs> well, you so, you often say that. I know, she, I know. Sometimes she does remind me of me. There's kind of a bit of a self. Well, it's like when I listen to Linda, I think, oh. <laughs> It's awful, isn't it? It's awful. <laughs> I really hope that actually, because I agree, she does deserve happiness. She deserves real happiness, and they can they'll they can soften her character by giving her a super happy storyline. And if there is this beautiful, a beautiful romance, like you know, mm. completely different to Lee, mm. if it is someone like Oliver, and they can slowly become close and fall in love or yeah. if there's just some beautiful storyline for Helen that would be really really nice yeah. and and the thing is I don't think Jack will be traumatised because I don't think they would do that to Jack I think when he meets Rob it'll, something will happen or or it'll be fine or he'll mm. decide I, I actually don't think they would dare because they've you know poor old Henry he's been through enough hasn't he and he's mm-hmm. going to he it's going to be very hard for Henry to grow up normal so he's got I think no chance. No, exactly. And Absolutely I think for them no to do chance. that to Jack would be mm. so horrible. Mm. So I I think it'll be a good resolution. Mm. Yeah. That um, now tis the season for goodwill, etc. Yeah. Uh Josie uh is talking about Bruce. Because it's not just Robert to oh, worry yeah. about, is it? It's also Bruce. And Miles. He said, I suspect we've not heard the last of Bruce. His words at the christening went some way into explaining Rob's character. I felt sympathy for the young Rob who was Bruce's victim while having no sympathy for the man he became. When Rob dies, he will leave a gap in Bruce's life. He will want to fill it with his grandson, Jack. Bruce is probably about 80. He could have 10 or more years influencing Jack. Mm. 17-year-old Jack daggers drawn against 21-year-old Henry and Helen unraveling between them. A middle-class version of Will versus Ed to entertain me into my dotage. As senior domineering characters become silent in their late 90s, I think there's room for a Bruce in the plot. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Josie, you've really depressed me. I've I'm so looking forward to Rob dying. So that that actually would make sense, wouldn't it? Because he'd be like those sort yeah. of like Charles Dickens grandfathers that take an interest yeah. in the grandson and try and make them as evil and wicked as them. Yeah. But <laughs> but then he'll just never end because no. Jack will then grow yes. up to be yeah. that nasty character, and he oh my god, the circle will <laughs> never end. This is awful. <laughs> uh, Steve Barry says. 
I think that Timothy Watson is doing a rather splendid job in this return to Ambridge. I genuinely found myself having some sympathy with how he's ended yeah. up where he has. While I agree with Lucy that there are choices that he's made, you can see how he's ended up where he has and how the combination of the genes he inherited and the example from his father has left him where he is. Had either of the ingredients been different, he may, he may well not have been the sociopathic creature he's become. Then he says, Pip, I'm afraid I have a lot less sympathy for. What are we, 12? This is a supposedly grown woman with a child. Stella, run far and run fast. Even if we're lining up for an affair storyline, not impossible, we've not had one for a while, then to be starting from this position seems, to say the least, irrational. Do we even know Hannah's preferences? <laughs> yes, I don't know. Again, we haven't, we because they haven't bothered filling us in, have no, they? No. Oh, actually, Jazza, I am staying. <laughs> So it's good you haven't taken my job because that would have been awkward. But it's fine now. Everything's fine. Yeah. NB, I'm lesbian. Um, <laughs> also, that was the thing, was it? That was all. That sort of massive bombshell, which yeah. I assume for Hannah would have been a really big that deal. That was a text message yeah, that we never even heard come in. Yeah, that was really <laughs> lame. The least we could have had was <laughs> just to know that there was something. Oh, and it would have just been a sort of like head exploding emoji or something, wouldn't it? Rather than, oh, actually, I am going to stay. Just okay. what? <laughs> so that was good. <laughs> Oh, I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Is but, that but I don't know. I feel like, but I feel like maybe, maybe we're noticing it too much because mm. it's been brought to our attention and maybe it was ever thus and we're just making a meal of it when, mm. when it's not really there. Mm. It doesn't matter because the storylines move on beautifully quickly. Yeah. And, but actually there hasn't been an affair for ages, has there? No. And I think it's time to spice up our lives a little bit, tortures, and give us a little bit of juicy liaison dangerous crochet <laughs> what's your reckon um uh, you're not in the mood no well yeah yes i just wish it didn't it didn't <laughs> have pip in the triangle yeah yes because i can't listen to any more clenched teeth anguish quite frankly <laughs> um and also that involved Ruth and her communicating, which drives me oh, absolutely bonkers. I so. want to be involved in this <laughs> triangle. I'm good at affairs. Actually, I had an affair, okay? If my clutch hadn't gone on that bypass, <laughs> I'd have been in the bedroom with Sam. Um, we were in heels and everything. I bet she's desperate to tell people because yeah. that's like not... When you look at poor old Ruth now, you, you forget she yeah. had this steamy, yeah. hot, yeah. like farm lover yeah. and if i was ruth i'd just want to shout it to everyone and be like i have had sex you know <laughs> yeah, yeah i've had more sex than more once. than <laughs> yeah, more than three times actually anyway be good if um, sam came back wouldn't it actually yes that would be good uh tracy barrett reckons that helen will end up in a relationship with miles so the boys will end up being brought up as titchiners oh, oh god no please no <laughs> No. <laughs> no more Rob. <laughs> no, no more Rob. Um, oh, Jeez. okay. Um, this is from Kate Lloyd-Jones, who said... Oh, no, hang on. She's she's written about everything, so it's quite difficult to... Oh, Daniel Millichip says, mm -hmm. um, it's been wonderful to welcome... This was from last week. It's been wonderful to welcome the main new character this week, the spaghetti. It's had more <laughs> airtime than the most shocking news of harassment doing some work, and I cannot re wait to read its bio on the Archer's website. <laughs> Spaghetti was played by some pasta. Um, Kate Lloyd-Jones said, 
uh, it's I agree with your correspondent that it's very likely Helen and the boys will end up back at Bridge Farm, but not that Emma will end up in Beechwood. There's no room at the inn at the moment as Tom, Natasha and the twins are in residence. So I think they might do a swap with Helen as they'd appreciate more space for the girls and a break from Pat. Cue Natasha melting her credit card decorating. Oh, my God. Natasha at Beechwood would be brilliant. <laughs> She's actually destined yeah. for that house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Natasha in the close would be brilliant. It was just—it's just a match made in heaven, isn't it? Yes. What is it? What have you got? A metal teapot there or something? It's actually a metal water bottle. Ah. Are you quite enjoying the sound of it? Yes. Well, I, I, I imagine that you're pouring tea out of. A... No, it's not a thermos. It's a slightly, a slightly <laughs> corporate. One of those coffee things where the, it just pours all out all over your trousers. Um. Okay. So this is Kate Lloyd James. Yeah. While I agree with you about Peggy's awful misuse of wealth for influence, she hasn't always had that power and it's easy to forget her humble beginnings and hardships when younger, scratching a living with Jack Archer. I think she became more like this when she was Lillian's representative in Ambridge, lording it over the tenants as she ran the estate office before she married Jack Woolley. Back in the day, the marvellous Mrs P was great at reminding her daughter and granddaughters that they weren't anything special and not to get above their stations. <laughs> her influence is sorely missed now. Um, she also reckons that the reason Stella suggested the room to Hannah was that she <laughs> spotted a way to stop Pip moving in with her because if Hannah's <laughs> yes. there, then there's no bedroom for Rosie. Yeah. Um, and she says the Titchener family dynamic and Miles's place in it is interesting. I remember we first heard about him from Rob, who was very down on him and portrayed him as weak and not really being man enough. Oh, wow. We've also seen the abused child being an unpleasant parent with Jim. When he first arrived, he was not the cuddly prof and friend to the younger that mm. he is now. Alistair and Shuley used to dredge his visits and he was downright unpleasant to the saintly one, which won yes. him some fans. I noticed we got an explanation of her not coming back at the end of her placement the other day. Oh, I missed that. What was that? That somebody mentioned why she wasn't coming back at oh, the yes. end of her placement. No, 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 that's right. I, I clocked that as well. So why Again, isn't she? I missed uh, it. Because she's just having a nice time, I think. Oh. <laughs> She's yeah, just enough. enjoying it. But okay. then that, then actually, it, I was a bit surprised because I didn't think that Shula would be gone for... I, I, I assume they've left it open for Shula to come back because she sort of left without with, without a fanfare, didn't she? And so yeah. it can't be that she's leaving the show, that she's left the show for good. I, I thought... No, maybe she has. Just, but, but they didn't really, like, cover They did. That she had the, a party. Did they? Yeah. So she's never coming back? No. Oh, No. I just assumed that was going to be left open for her. No. Oh. Mm. Well, never mind. Well, that's sad. Um, now, oh, Alistair's wedding date. Philip Shaw said, you know, you know, the, the Barnbrack said that it was yes. going to be. Philip Shaw's confused. He says, does Alistair have to get married within a year or the year? Does he have two months or 12 months? That'll be a whirlwind if he's getting married by the end of <laughs> December. But it'll still be a whirlwind in 12 months. Can Denise even break up with her husband, get a divorce and organise a wedding within 12 months? Yes. Sounds improbable to me, but then it is the Archers. Shula should have been back from Sunderland by now, surely. She can marry them. Well, well no. she ain't coming back. She ain't coming back. She's l loving it <laughs> up there. Uh, yes, that is going to be true. It's definitely within a year, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yes, within and the 12 I, months. I have also been worrying about whether Denise can, or unless she's already in the process of divorcing mm. her husband. Yeah, because that takes a good few months, doesn't it? Mm. Unless they get a quickie one. Mm. Yeah, but um, but that'll be a wedding 
next Halloween. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, they can do it. Yeah. I hope, those, I hope the scriptwriters remember. I hope yes. somebody's put it in the calendar for 2024. Well, judging by the fact that they don't seem to be checking any details about anything at the minute, I think you find that highly unlikely. But anyway. Um, now, do you remember last week's What the Hell is Happening Here? Yes, it was something that we knew, wasn't it? What, what the hell is happening? What's the happening here? And before you get in... It's okay, I've already got a scarf. This isn't Brenda. to keep you warm. It's for your eyes. What? Come here. You haven't got any fairy handcuffs as well, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Tom trying to be Brenda, sexy is horrendous. Now, <laughs> Isabel Hughes said, I know it, miss, miss, pick me, miss. I have my hand up so straight I may dislocate my shoulder. I think Tom was showing Brenda a plot of land on Bridge Farm where he and his family had decided he and Brenda could build themselves a house. Uh... Brenda was horrified, trapped, hadn't realised Tom was intended to stay on the farm and she was expected to be a farmer's wife, could not run away fast enough it was brilliant, she says. Oh, yes. I vaguely remember her because she was... I do remember the turmoil she was in because she wanted to move to town, didn't she? She yes. was a journalist, wasn't she? So Yes. She didn't want to be stuck in the village. This is Kate Lloyd-Jones who says, I think this was Tom taking Brenda to the site on Bridge Farm where he envisaged them building a house and life together. He blindfolded her so she saw it afresh. It was old Tom. He was replaced after he went to Canada post-jilting Kirsty. Current Tom's first scene was arriving unexpectedly after Tony's heart attack and Helen having to tell us who this voice was meant to be. So... That, 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 that Tom that we had in the clip sounds very similar to new Tom. Yes. So it's a good voice match. But they're both wrong. Oh, no. It was not that at all. Oh, Lucy. Ooh. This was Tom. This is from James Everett saying Tom was taking Brenda to her surprise birthday party. Tom ah. has told Brenda he was taking her to Borchester, but instead drove round in circles, taking her to Willow Farm for the party. The party was organised by Vicoy, who gathered people's favourite memories of Brenda and stuck them to the walls. Tom was sure that Brenda would hate this idea, but to his surprise, she loved it. Oh, I wonder what birth, what age birthday that would have been. Don't know. 30? Maybe she sounded 30. too young. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a while ago, wasn't it? Was that over 10 years ago? Yeah. I always find a, a, ageing people in the arches yeah. incredibly difficult because I associate them with what, the big event that happened in their storyline. I just think yeah. they just sort of stick there like stasis and they, yes. don't, they don't get any older. And then I'm always a bit horrified when they... A bit like us. Yes. We never age. But no. then we meet for lunch every three months or so, don't we? And go, <laughs> oh. Comment how old the other one's looking now. <laughs> oh, you've aged terribly. Oh, dear. <laughs> I met a friend the other day who I haven't seen for probably two or three years, and we were in a we met in a cafe, so it was quite dark, and 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 I was like, oh my god, she looks so young, and like just looks exactly the same as ten years ago, and then we went out into the sunlight, <laughs> and then you went, Ooh. <laughs> and so did she, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, those are some fine lines. <laughs> I'm going to be like Miss Havisham. Everything's going to be, no, like um, thingy off uh, Streetcar Named Desire. I'm only going to appear in low lighting. (laughs) This is how she carries her own candles with her at all times. (laughs) She's fine to a dark corner and she'll organise it herself. She's always got an umbrella over her. (laughs) And a little 
oil lamp. <laughs> right, do you want to hear this week's? Yes, please. Well, what's all this about? Well, you'll see in a oh, minute. Oh, you are such a man of mystery. <laughs> but listen, Robert, if you think a string quartet's too expensive, I'm open to suggestions. Um, how about a solo musician? The harpist they use at Noah Loxy, perhaps, is very... Oh, Robert. Um, sorry, Lindy, I, I just had to show you. Oh, no. Whatever's happened to them? That rings a bell. Uh, that I rings have a bell. no idea. What's happened to them? Uh, yeah, because I, th- I thought, oh, is it when? Because didn't something happen to the shepherd's hut once? But that would be like, it, not them. Yeah, exactly. But or was it like some statues in the garden that? Well, there was the, the, or... the thingy stone, the resurgam stone, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, that's that re- genuinely ring really rings a bell. That scene. But I can't remember the fine details. So what would she be having a string quartet for? A, one of a, a birthday party? Even Linda wouldn't have a string quartet for her own birthday party, mm. surely. Hmm. Dunno. That's a good one. Very good. And and very, very nice to hear Robert. Yes. I'm completely stumped, James. I don't know. I feel like they I feel like they were in the garden and <laughs> Well yeah, the birds don't sing in their house, do they? <laughs> True that. You know, I, I got really confused this week. When when Joy <laughs> when Joy was busily dobbing Henry in and um I didn't want to see him. Sorry, Henry. <laughs> nee, nee. Oh god. Um when she was dobbing him in and uh and they were they were and and um Henry got cross with her and said yeah. Not even your business or whatever. I forgot You're not were... my mum. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that they were in the shop and I kept thinking, what the hell is all that dinging? <laughs> there were like bells everywhere. I thought they had the belfry. What's happening? The trouble then... was the bells were so obvious to us that it was too weird that they didn't. It felt, I, I know they were supposed to be away from the shop bells yeah. so they didn't notice, but the bells were so <laughs> obvious to the rest of us. <laughs> That it was all. It was like bit... the bell was next to the microphone, and <laughs> yeah. Helen, Joy, and Henry were like a hundred meters away. <laughs> yeah. It was really odd. I kept thinking, stop ding, stop opening and shutting the sodding door, stop dinging <laughs> that bell. Honestly, yeah, it's funny that wasn't it. <laughs> um, I do like a rogue sound when sound effects go rogue. <laughs> they're my they're my favorite. My favorite ever was when um, Kenton pulled a pint, and the the noise of the pump went. <laughs> like, like a fart. <laughs> the, 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 the engine must have been having a laugh. That one. There must be like, there must be some encrypted sounds that own that they have. You know that only they sort of. Well, there's the apo- you know you know the, the apocryphal yeah, tale, don't you? Of the, the Disney stuff. No. Oh. What's that? Oh, I thought they had all those Disney films where. If you um, um, slow it down, the sort of smoke makes messages or, you know, says F you and all that. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure there's all those stories from from a lot of the Disney films. No, I meant the archers where they used, the engineers used to compete to see how ludicrous they could make the sound effects of um, (laughs) cars leaving or tractors leaving or whatever. Because if you speeded up some of the noises, it could be. And so they had an. 
uh, a uh, Tony left in a tractor that was actually a Ferrari Testarossa. (laughs) (laughs) They'd slowed down and increased the volume. So he said, right, see you later then, Tom. (laughs) Bang. Like this. And off it goes in a cloud of blue smoke. Uh, Right. Now, this week's competition. Ooh. Yes. Yes. You get to win. There's a very, very posh salon. Oh, I love a salon. Mm. Called. Cooper loves a salon. Cooper clearly loves a salon. Um, Called Inanch. And uh, it has won many, many awards. Looking it up. Mm. Yeah. It's V swanky. Uh, I N A N C H. And. The salon. Oh, yes. Yes. That does look posh. And they've given us a package of hair goodies. So shampoo, a gold-plated hairbrush, for one thing, and um, oh, yeah. uh, shampoo, conditioner, and protein spray, and things like that. And it's oh, all very, fun. very posh. Oh, yeah, they've nuts. got some posh collections Yes, in their shop. Yeah. So Steve said, oh, this one isn't for me because I haven't got any hair. But you can, <laughs> Christmas is coming, chaps. So even if you don't want to enjoy a gold-plated hairbrush and some protein spray. Oh, I know that salon i walk past it a lot it's mm. on gold um great portland street uh yes yeah yeah I, I actually walked past it the other day and thought oh that looks posh oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. so nice. uh, it is worth entering even if you don't want to use it yourself because you can give it as a present to somebody who do you want to oh, impress? that's a good idea that's a you yeah great christmas present mm. not for your nan not for, for your, your nan, no. for your uh grown-up daughter yes slash Woman with hair. Or me or Harriet. Yes. yes. Um, but the question is, it's not a, listen very carefully this time. Okay. Listen very carefully, I shall say this only once. It is, the question is, if you, were, oh bloody hell, what's the man's name? That horrible man that we don't like. The one. Um, Miles. No, no, the other one. No, Bruce. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the planning one. The one who's going to the Grundies. Oh, uh, you mean... You mean, oh my God, I said it earlier. The guy who came oh, out to Lucy, look. Oh, Lucy, I've got a blank. I literally said it earlier. Well, anyway, that man. If you were oh, him. Oh, he works at BL. Martin yes, Gibson. Martin Gibson, thank yeah. God. <laughs> if you were Martin Gibson, yeah. what would you build on the Grundy's uh, land? Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Answers, not on a postcard, please, <laughs> but on the uh, Patreon a massive golden statue of Rob, please. <laughs> on the Patreon website. Uh, so you go onto Patreon and uh, find you and then and then just go into messages and message us. Don't put it on the main note. Don't do notifications because then everybody will see your idea. But just put it on um, messages and then it only comes to us. But I suppose even and if they do put it on notifications, notifications yes, it, yes, doesn't really it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. It's not. It's not a right or wrong. No, no, yes. no. It's a creativity slash ingenuity slash. I can't speak. I was um, actually thinking about who you would have put on the bonfire. Mm. Which guy would you have put on the bonfire? Well, I think Alan thought it was going to be him, which is why he gave, <laughs> gave it a <laughs> swerve, didn't he? The big cowardly... Those mini, mini Allens off the bonfire. <laughs> Hedgehog Allens. Get Hedgehog Allens. That one looks him. a bit like Rex, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I miss Rex. When is Rex coming back? Come on, Rex, come back. Yes. He'll, he's just... He's come just on, everybody, chop, come back. He's chopping brambles. Yeah. He's always under brambles. That's why we never hear from him. Never knowingly under brambled. <laughs> Um, so yes, so the question is, if you were Martin Gibson, what would you put on the extra land that Super. Oliver is selling? Uh, get it into us by Friday lunchtime. We will pick the best and then the winner will receive a a selection of hair items. Fun. And I can't wait to hear um, what people come up with because people yes. are very, very funny what listen to this. Now, Harriet, do you yep. indulge in Black Friday or not? Um, only if I'm doing it for an advert. Okay, yes. but oh, I'm God, very much in about it? very much in favour of it okay. because it gives me work. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I do actually because like there's always good sales on, isn't mm. there? Yes. I resent it because I think the whole thing's been created. But anyway, I resent everything like that. Um. Uh. So this week. Uh, oh yes, this is where this is where this yes, is going. Yes, we're crossing over to BBC Radio. <laughs> Thought you were just asking me a genuine question. <laughs> where they are uh, publicising um, Ambridge's Black Friday <laughs> events. Yay! Radio. Colin, Colin, quick! Have I left my bum bag in there? I am buying leather trousers in Black Friday sale and it say there are only two pairs left. I think it is between me and Rylan. He always pip me between the posts when it come to designer sale items. We have very similar taste. He have a smaller waist size though, but my teeth don't cause snow glare, so it is a swing and a roundabout. Is it in there? Can you bring it in? No. Oh, oh, now. Oh. Hello, hello. This is me, Fabrizio Felpersham, looking like I just stepped out of the salon, because I have. Soon, it will be Black Friday, which is a thing made up by Amazon to panic us all into thinking we are miss out on reductions, which are basically happen all year. But for some reason, we all go along. But if you find yourself with some money burning holes in your low-slung slacks, then here is your guide to Black Friday in Ambridge. Firstly, we have Natasha from the Bridge Farm Shop. Hello, my little Wales friend. You have not had your lashes done in a while. You must look a bit blinky by now. Tell me about it. I've not had a minute to myself, Febreze. No money, no peddy, no waxing, no lashes. I look like... Well, I look like Kirsty, to be frank. When I get mistaken for Pat, I'll be in Febreze. There are limits. Anyway, Black Friday, we're doing a promotion on Kefir. It's been sat there fermenting for about a year, so do take precautions when you open it. Outdoors, probably. And remotely, if you can. Or at the very least, goggles. But imagine the good it's doing you. Proper rocket fuel, that is. So, the promotion is buy one, get 23 free. We'll even deliver it. We need the space, to be honest. At the moment, I've got my apple trees growing in the stock cupboard, and it's just not feasible in the long term. Oh, also, I have odd tip. I bought some kefir from you last year, and I found it a little bit excited for my palate. But I used it in my woohoo, and I was taking Ben's on two wheels. Who do we have now, Colin? Yeah, 
Oh, hi, Febreze. Just a little heads up. We're doing a Black Friday 50% off items from our gift shop. There's a bumper sticker that says, I've seen the lavatories at Lower Loxley. So that's quite fun. And, of course, our wide range of stylish and tasteful homewares. Oh, are they what you use in your own exquisite home, Lady Elizabeth? God, no. They're aimed at people who live in semis called Balmoral. But they seem very popular. Oh, thank you, Lady Elizabeth Lower Loxley. What do we have next? Oh, hi, Febreze. We're offering Black Friday ticket reductions on a family ticket to the Rewilder rating. Basically, two adults and up to four children can get in for half price. Enjoy a sing-song round the fire pit, experience a guided tour from me or Rex where we point out interesting logs, and then everyone gets to take a woodlouse home. Oh, that sounds very awesome. And cold. But I am not target audience for all that. That is for families in bobble hats who are all allergic to dairy and wear short all year round. Is there anything warmer? Ah, oh, hiya, Febreze. We're offering a discounted winter warmer. Irish coffee, spicy pumpkin soup and warm homemade bread. And then there's our deluxe winter warmer, which is the same as the normal one, but for an extra fiver you get to stick your hands up me jumper. Well, thank you, everybody. So, enjoy those discounts if you like them, but don't forget it is all a load of rubbish and you can save up for something you really like and not get panicked into buying anything. So, that's all from me. Goodbye. Oh, Colin, Colin, are those leather trousers still there? Radio Borsetshire Thank you very much, Febreze, and everybody else. It's quite good for, like, tech stuff, isn't it, Black Friday? Yes. If, yes. You, if you're investing in a bit of tech, yes. buy it on Black Friday is my suggestion. Yes, well, after or my just... performance earlier. You know, you know. <laughs> but this is very good. There's been no, like, uh, 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 no, as far as we that's know. that's true. You know, I felt guilty because... <laughs> You know, you were saying earlier about Jazza and getting getting cross with the, his laptop and that it is frustrating. Yes, Lucy. Like <clears throat> Poor Jeff this morning. <laughs> were you getting a bit cross with I your laptop, getting, Lucy? I was getting a little bit shirty. <laughs> Did you have well, a little tantrum? No. <laughs> but you know, when your voice... Did you goes, blame and you're, Jeff? And you're really, really trying hard to control because you, you just want to go, I don't know. I did put the thing in what you said to put it and it's still not doing anything. And he, exactly. And he's in Holland, bless him. And I'm going, right, well, I've unplugged the thing and nothing's happened. And he's going, okay, which thing did you unplug? I don't know now because I've unplugged it and there's just a great big load of connections and I don't know what any of them are. And he said... Which one did you unplug? And I said, the yellow one. And he said, well, that doesn't really tell me much. I said, well, I don't know. And he said, just take, 
take a photo of it. Honestly, God love him. Oh, I'm Lord sorry, Jeff. Jeff. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. God. Anyway, he managed Poor to Jeff. sort it out and he said, right, let's just go through this calmly <laughs> with a kind of a stop swearing at me tone in his voice. It's only wires, Lucy. It's only wires. Breathe. Stop crying. Just send me the photo of what you've done. Anyway, you learned a little. You learned a little this morning, didn't you, Lucy? A very little, yes. And he said, right, unplug that one. Now, what's at the end of it? And I said, nothing it's just a big load of wire so he said right okay <laughs> try the other one <laughs> what the hell were you doing <laughs> oh it's very complicated that's what we would say very complicated harriet you're doing the electrics in your kitchen oh, something. no it's just it's now i know it's hard lucy there's lots of wires and lots of connections isn't and there? also great big thick walls so so yes it, very thick walls it, so the wi-fi can't there's get a through. booster and an extender and an ethernet and a and a <laughs> something else a modem and then something else that comes off that and i don't even know what that is but you've got a lovely beach and, yeah, and he said so if you unplugged it from the modem i said i've unplugged it from the thing on the windowsill i don't know what that is <laughs> I think you should go around with some sticky labels and write things like modem and, and interface. Write the word twat and stick it on my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then forget about it until yeah. someone knocks, until your neighbour knocks on the door. Until I go to the, the shop. <laughs> oh, look, there's a lady with the word twat on her head. <sighs> good, anyway. good. Um, um, right. right. One of my favourite pieces of music is uh, Take Five. Because I find it incredibly soothing. I find Dave Brubeck very soothing. Oh, good. And uh, Matt Rodriguez Payne has done it. Oh, that's because you you two love the same music. He, well, no, poor poor Matt's just working through every piece of music that's ever been written. <laughs> yes, because true. he's running true. out. Frankly, he's <laughs> running out of music. There isn't enough. Um, he said it's quite a challenge to dance to, as we're so conditioned to counting and dancing to music in two, three, or four beats per bar, and this is a time signature of five beats per bar. Oh my god, I didn't know that mm. existed. Yes, well wow. there we go. He said, uh, as you're interested in details, this is an interesting piece due to its time signature because he knows that we like learning yes. a thing. We do. We do like learning. Yes. This is like mu music lesson with Matt. Yes. Good. So we are now going to end with take five. Allah the archers. So try and dance to it. And when you can't and fall over, you'll know it's because it's five beats per minute. Okay. But while we listen, mm. let's take five. Hey, listeners, take five. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. <laughs> bye bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.